0: Welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. Today is week three of the Make Room series. If it's your first time listening, you can listen to past weeks on this podcast or watch it on youtube.com forward slash Embassy City Church. Now let's join Pastor Tim. What's up people? Y'all going all right? So grateful that you're here and Uh, If you're a first-time guest, I I hope you uh, go to Guest Central. We love you guys so much, and thank you for passing 5,000 churches and deciding to come to Embassy City Church. Um, uh, I'm ready to jump into the Word, but before I do, uh, how many people were here last week or you watched last week? Okay. It's the majority of you. Last week was absolutely amazing. And at the end, uh, when we were trying to conclude the service, God had a special message for some people in the room. And it came through uh, a, a man that was sitting in this section here. I don't even know if he's here today. Um, is he here today? He's right there, there he is. So, so um, uh, as, a, as we were uh, praying and about to end the service, God had a special message and it was simply, don't leave my son, I still have plans for you. And as soon as I heard it, I knew God was speaking. So I said, say it again. And he said it again, don't leave my son. I still have plans for you. And I was like, that's real good. Say it again. So he said it again, don't leave my son. I still have plans for you. And I was still like, that's good. Somebody online might need this too. Say it again. So he said it again. Don't leave my son. I still have plans for you. I-, I just want you to know that God loves you so much yeah. that he will speak through anybody to get his word to you. <laughs> I didn't have that word, but he sensed that word. And what I wanted for anybody that has never experienced that before, this can happen in church. And what I want to say about this uh, young man, I don't know him. I've never seen him before in my life until last weekend. I don't even know his name. But I want you to know he was in order when he spoke. He did not disrupt me in the middle of me teaching. When I said, say it again, he said the exact same thing again. Y'all with me? He was submitted to the authority of this house. He didn't go off on a tangent and an elaboration. Say it again. And another thing I feel like God is saying. He didn't do none of that. Right? So he was submitted to authority. And I, I just, I'm grateful that God trusts this house so much that he can speak through people. And it can edify whoever needs it. Now, not that I needed to to, to have a confirmation that the word that God spoke through him was was uh, on time, but when I got back to uh, 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 my house, I actually got a message from somebody that Juliet and I love very deeply, who's been in a prodigal state. And he literally texts me the exact words, don't leave my son, I still have plans for you. And he said, that message was for me. I know I've been out of God's will. I know I've been prodigal. And I want you to know I'm coming back home. So can we just celebrate God speaking in this house? God, thank you for bringing prodigals back home! I love it, I love it. All right, I just wanna give y'all context to that because if you've never had context, you'll be like, why did did that guy stand up and start talking? (laughs) Well, God clearly spoke through him. Uh, and more than one person received that message, and so I just wanted to give context as a lead pastor of this church uh, that, that this is a house of order, and everything was in order last week. Amen? Amen. All right, uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, I want you to go to the book of Numbers. When's the last time you've been there? <laughs> the book of Numbers, chapter number nine. I'm gonna read a few verses in your hearing. I'm, ooh, I'm so full on this word, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Somebody about to get it today. I don't know who it is. (laughs) Somebody about to get this work. Goodness, I'm so hyped. Uh, Numbers chapter number nine. I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible, uh, starting at the 15th verse. If this is your first time joining us here or online, I'm so grateful uh, that you decided to be with us. We are in a series called Make Room. It is a series of prophetic messages that I believe God is using to guide Embassy City uh, through the season that we're in so he could give us clarity into the season that we are going. Uh, I believe that ever since uh, Charlotte Gamble was here uh, and she preached that word about changing batteries, and then the prophetic word that was given to both Juliet and I, uh, I just think that God has put us on a trajectory that is absolutely amazing and exciting. So. Uh, Numbers chapter number nine, starting at the 15th verse, here's what it says. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered it. But from evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. This was the regular pattern. At night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it, and wherever the cloud settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. In this way, they traveled and camped at the Lord's command wherever he told them to go. Then they remained in their camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duty to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for only a few days. So the people would stay for only a few days as the Lord commanded. Then at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud stayed only overnight and lifted in the morning. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, a year. The people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move on. But as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. So they camped or traveled at the Lord's command. And they did whatever the Lord told them through Moses. That's good. If you're taking notes on this message, three words, please write them down. Watch the signs. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Watch the signs. Bow your hands. Let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to pay attention. Shoot. Amen. Uh, the Old Testament is absolutely fascinating to me. It's, um, it's rich with uh, history, poetry, uh, genealogy, uh, and we get the origin story of Israel, how they came to be who they were and their special connection to a God that decided to make a covenant starting with one man that out of one man, many would come into a relationship with this same God because one man decided by faith at 75 years old to just trust God and go. And uh, throughout the relationship that uh, Abram and God had, changing his name to Abraham, then on to Isaac, then on to Jacob, then on to Joseph, uh, then on to Uh, Jesus, I'm just jumping ahead, and then on to us, Gentiles, being engrafted into this same covenant promise that was given to Abram for no other reason than doing the same thing Abram did, believing by faith that God sent his son and that the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead. Can anybody beside me testify that there have been some times where you didn't know what God was doing in your life? Like if somebody were to ask you, hey, so what's going on right now? You'd be like, I don't know. I don't even know. Well, well, what is he doing? I don't know. Well, you get up every morning, you journal. What's in your journal? Three letters. IDK. I got tired of writing it. I just put I. D. K. But God is always speaking if we're paying attention. From the beginning in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, he is always dropping hints and always giving signs of what he's trying to do. So even if you can't hear him, you can pick up on the signs that he's trying to communicate. After the flood, he told Noah, "Uh, I'm not going to do this again. I will never uh, send destruction like this again. And as a sign to you, every time you see the rainbow, it's going to be a reminder of the covenant that I'm making with you today that I will never do something like this again. It was a sign. He gave signs to his people. Even though we're going to focus on this, I just want you to know this is not the only time he gave signs. Gideon is a a guy that comes to mind because a lot of people uh, uh, look down upon Gideon. I've heard a lot of preachers uh, preach negatively about Gideon because he needed a sign. Uh, Whenever you've been called to do something big for the Lord and you've never done anything even small for the Lord, Sometimes just hearing him say, you're a mighty man and I want to do something to you, it's just not enough. And so while everyone teases Gideon for asking for signs, God didn't tease him. He said, I need a sign if, this is going to, if you're really going to be with me. He said, okay, what you want me to do? He said, I'll give you the sign that you need. If it's going to help you step into what I'm calling you to do, I will give you a sign. I will give you a sign that I will be with you so that you will always know that what I say, I can actually support. That if I ask you for it, I can actually follow through and give it to you and do it through you. Jesus Christ, God's word wrapped in flesh. What followed him? Signs and wonders. These were to prove that he was who he said he was. And this is why when the Pharisees asked for more signs, he rebuked them. He said, "Uh, uh, only a wicked generation seeks after a sign. Well, wait a minute, you came doing signs and wonders. And he was like, that's right. I get to choose the signs and the wonders. What you don't get to do is demand what they look like. Well, if you're really the son of God, perform a miraculous sign. He's like, bruh, you didn't come to the wedding. You didn't see that the, 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 the uh, blind man whose eyes were open. You didn't hear about the, the deaf man whose, whose ears were, 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 were unloosed. Did you, you didn't see the lame man that got up from his bed. Have you not heard? Now you need something else. And let's not just think that that's only limited to the Pharisees. In 2021, we still have people seeking signs outside of the ones God's trying to show you. And I won't speak to the world right now. I'll only speak to the Christians, those that believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. I have never seen so many believers need signs that God doesn't endorse. As a matter of fact, when they, when they meet each other and get into conversation, they'll say something absurd like, what is your sign? <laughs> You'll say something like, I don't, I, what do you mean, what is my sign? I don't have a sign. And they're like, no, 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 when were you born? And based on where you're born, they think they know everything about you because some horoscope. Oh, you're going, you're going to set the, your life's agenda based on the fact that you're a Sagittarius? You're going, to, you're going to pick your mate based on if they're a Taurus? Or a Gemini? Or a Leo? The signs you're looking for don't coincide with the signs God wants to give you. You you are opening up a door for an evil spirit to influence you. You think it's innocent. No, I mean, it's just a sign. I mean, it's not, it's it's just, you know, there's some stuff true about it. Is it more true than what God says about you? People ask me, what's your sign? I ain't got one. My sign is a cross. Go look at it. Matter of fact, pick yours up. (laughs) What are we talking about? Well, it's just, you know, like the stars. Stop. God gets to choose the signs. And he'll make them really obvious to you. The children of Israel... Uh, we're in the wilderness at this time in the passage that I just read. Uh, they're about to uh, culminate uh, this time where God has spoken to them on Mount Sinai. And now it is, it is this moment where the tabernacle has been erected, this, this very special place that God chose to dwell. Let me tell you the thing that's amazing about this place that God chose. It was a tent. This wasn't Solomon's temple. It was not elaborate. It was not overlaid with gold. It was not opulent. It was a tent made with goat hair and and badger skins. It was a tent with a collection of things put on the inside of it that God specifically said, please make sure you follow the pattern because what you are putting down on earth is something that actually exists up in heaven. Follow the pattern. And if you follow the pattern to the T and make it exactly the way I want it to be, I will come down there and I will dwell with you. Oh. God says, I will make myself manifest. I will literally come down to where you are and dwell with you. They put up a tent made with dead animal skins and God somehow, way, tiptoed out of heaven and made himself present among his people in a way that they could not deny. A cloud came out of nowhere. This cloud literally came out of nowhere. They made the tent and all of a sudden they saw this cloud form and it kept getting closer to the point that it came down and covered the tent. And it stayed there for a while, and whenever the cloud would lift, it would start moving in a certain direction, and, and I, I don't know who was the first person to get a clue. But somebody said, I don't think we should be here if that cloud is going over there. Because when his, when, his, when, 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 when his cloud is here, we feel protection. When his cloud is here, we feel peace. But as it's lifting, I'm like, I'm starting to look at you crazy, you starting to look at me crazy. I think we better follow. I don't, where is it going? I don't know. When is it gonna stop? I don't know. We tired of walking. I don't care, because we have to follow the cloud. And then after a certain time, it would settle. And when it settled, they settled. When it moved, they moved. He never spoke. Scripture said when the cloud lifted, they would move at the Lord's command, but he didn't say nothing. They saw something. And so I don't know the percentage of people in the room that, in, that are in the midst of a transition. And you might think the transition is absolutely crazy. Let me just pause and say that the, wel- the wilderness gets a bad reputation. When you hear somebody say, I'm in my wilderness season, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I'll be praying for you. I mean, that just sounds so horrible. It would only be horrible if you're in a wilderness that God didn't send you to. It would only be horrible if it's a wilderness period that God didn't lead you into. But if he's the one that said, I need you to come with me this way, oh, then I'm all down for the wilderness. I want to talk about the attributes of this cloud because because I think you're going to be able to pick up on some signs in your own life, what God is doing for you right here and now through these attributes in this cloud. And I'm not saying to go outside and look for no clouds. But I'm also not saying that God can't speak through that as well. Uh, We just hired some new children's pastors. uh, uh, And uh, uh, they're from California as well. We're getting a bunch of Californians right now there. They, they ready to go. So um, uh, uh, we, we got some some more Californians, my fellow folks, uh, uh, and they 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 got here. And uh, uh, Kevin is the uh, children's pastor and his wife's name is Asunda. And Asunda uh, uh, said, God, I need a sign if you're calling us to move out here. Our whole family is in Cali, I got, I got everything right. We're, we're in great distance between all of our other family members, I'm close to my sisters and I'm close to my, my mom, and we got everybody where we want them to be, and now you're telling us to move to Texas? If you want us to move to Texas, when I get to Texas, I need a thunderstorm. <laughs> That's what she said. She said, and not like, no, I don't mean like a, a light rain, I mean (laughs) thunderstorm. I need hail being thrown by angels like softballs. And they came out to visit and they were actually in this church on the second floor in our executive pastor Greg's office. Greg was having this time with them and Kevin had to go to the restroom. And while he's going to the restroom, a thunderstorm broke out. And not just a light rain. I'm talking rah, rah. rain hitting heavy, dark clouds. I mean, almost pitch black outside and a at the window. Crying. Greg has no idea why. Greg is like, I, may, maybe, I guess they're not going to take the job. I don't know. What, what did I say? And she's weeping at the window. And Kevin comes back from the restroom, and he looks at Greg, and he looks at Asunder, and Greg goes, I didn't do nothing. I was just minding my business, and she started crying. And she's like, I asked the Lord for a sign. And I wanted it to be a thunderstorm. And I wanted it to be a rawr, 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 thunderstorm. And I wanted it to be dark and I wanted it to be scary. This is it. Take the job, honey. <laughs> this is God. Can you believe that God loved her so much? That instead of saying, oh, you should just have some more faith. Why don't you just believe? I already gave you a word. Why don't you just believe? She wanted a sign. and He gave her one. Four attributes of this cloud. I want you to write these down. Here's the first one. The cloud covers. The cloud covers. No matter what season of life you're in, whether you feel like you are in the promised land or in the middle of the driest wilderness of your life, do you feel God's presence? The cloud Covers, and the wonderful thing about that cloud covering is that it gives you an immense sense of peace when you are going through a season that you can't make sense of. Anybody ever been in a season that seems so disoriented, but you had so much peace in the middle of that season you couldn't even explain it? Your friends were getting nervous for you. Your family members were getting nervous for you. They were all sitting back like, "I I don't even know if you're gonna make it," And, and you're like, "I'm gonna be fine." Well, they're about to, they're about to cancel uh, 300 more jobs. And it's like, well, I'm going to be fine. Well, well, they just gave pink slips to your whole department. And, and, and you already said that you depleted uh, most of your savings in last year's move. And you're like, I'm going to be fine. Why? The cloud covers. And when the cloud covers, there's peace that comes with the cloud. That no matter what season you're in, no matter what you're going through, no matter matter what the struggles may be, when you have God's peace and his presence with you, it doesn't matter what you go through. I'm covered. Best season of my life, I'm covered. Worst season of my entire life, I'm covered. Not knowing what I'm stepping into, I am covered. Not knowing why the door never opened, I'm covered. I don't know who that's for, but you need to thank God for closed doors. Yes, While you're steadily asking him to open doors, you need to praise God for closed doors. You need to give God an ignorant, blissful praise. So that Just, just a blissfully ignorant praise. That's what I was trying to say. You, you should give him the type of praise like, Lord, I don't know what you just saved me from, but thank you. I don't know why you didn't let that door open, but thank you. I don't know why the relationship ended, but thank you. I don't know why you just did what you did. I might not know for five years, but thank you so much. Ignorance is bliss when God is involved. The cloud covers. Point number two, please write this down. The cloud changes. The cloud changes. Y'all have to get this because... The, 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 the cloud was uh, a cloud by day, but as soon as it turned night, it turned into a pillar of fire. And so I think I need to stop and say this right here that you can't get used to the way God used you or you experienced him in one season. Because the same God that was with you last year that way might be with you this year a completely different way. And if the only way that you ever interacted with Him is through cloud, then when fire shows up, you think something's wrong. Well, I, don't di- I just don't see God. I used to get up at 5 a.m. and I would just, you know, my, my right arm would get really warm. Uh, Usually through the third song in worship, when I'm, and then my right arm get warm and it starts to shake a little bit. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Before you think something's wrong with the relationship, investigate to see if there's been a change. Maybe the time has changed. From day to night, the cloud would change. Maybe the season has changed. From day to night, the season can change. And so let me just say on a practical level, it was genius that the cloud would turn into fire because at night, it's hard to see clouds. Before we make this super deep, let's just, can we talk about the practicality of God? You're so smart. Thank you so much for lighting up because it got dark and I wouldn't have been able to see a cloud and now I can see it. It makes sense that in the daytime, the cloud would be there and not a fire because it would be hard to see a fire in the sky in the daytime. So do you pay attention to the seasons changing? Do you pay attention to the timing that God wants to give you? There's there's certain things that God says in certain seasons and there's certain ways that he shows up in different seasons. He did this with the children of Israel. He's like, hey, listen, uh, not only will I be a cloud by day and a fire by night, but uh, I will also give you manna from heaven. And you won't have to do anything but come out six days a week and grab what you need. I'll give it to you. But then when they got over and crossed over to Jordan, he said, I'm not doing manna anymore. I gave you a land flowing with milk and honey. And it's not three gallons of milk on a table and four jars of honey, it's cows and bees. Get to work. But God, I thought you were bringing us into a land of milk and honey. And He's like, the cows are right there, milk them. The bees are right there. Put on something. and go break off those honeycombs. In, in this season, I brought it to you. In the next season, you have to work it. In another season, you might have to manage it. I'm still with you, but, but there's changes that I'm making. For some of you all, uh, the devotion time that you used to have in the last season is not enough for this season. The time that you spent with God in last season isn't enough for the spiritual weight you need to carry in this season. And so some of you all need to change your sleeping cycles and you need to change your spiritual dietary habits. Some of y'all need to read way more than what you're reading right now because you have too much on you to have that little word going in you. That YouVersion 15-minute devotional app ain't gonna work and you now managing the entire region. You can't have four kids and still be reading songs. You're gonna need a little bit more than that now. Before, <laughs> I'm not gonna even go there. I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it. The cloud changes. I'm, I'm, I'm a cloud right now. Catch the sign, I'm a cloud right now. You see me, but i am a change. And don't be afraid of me changing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus took three of his disciples up to the Mount of Transfiguration. And in front of them, a cloud came. And he changed. Changed in such a glorious way, the three of them didn't know what to do. And (laughs) when you don't know what to do, you shouldn't do nothing. But Peter just couldn't help himself. He's like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, you floating, And oh, and you changing colors. And oh, and Moses and Elijah showed up. Oh, what should we do? We should do something this is big. Um, we gonna build three tabernacles for all three of y'all. And God's like, hey bro, focus on my son and listen to him. The change happens, and when the change happens, you have to be able to embrace it. Oh, I gotta stay here. How many people, by admission, don't like change? I mean, I'm talking like change just sends you, you just, you lose your mind when change happens. Somebody says, hey, I know we we're gonna do this, but we're gonna do it, you're like, oh my, oh! Ah! Why are we changing? I thought we were going to Cheesecake Factory. What? What? Oh! I was going to get the orange chicken and the rice. And now you changed it? It's like, we're, we're going to go to true looks instead. Oh! Oh! My brain was not ready. This is how some of y'all look in God's presence. When he wants to give you the slightest change. Hey, I, I, I need you to change your behavior. Ah! This is the way I'm, this is just me. Why do you want me to change it? Because you're gonna ruin your child. <laughs> I need you to change churches. Ah! No! There's nothing wrong here! Everything's great! And God's like, but there's something I need to do in and through you and it won't happen here. Ah! I to- ah! Now why am I saying this? Because you're looking at a guy, we, we did a thinking wavelength, uh, uh, and, and that just assesses these different things when you do strategic planning. And on change, with one being change is the worst thing that can happen to you, and 10 is like, let's change right now. I'm a 10 out of 10 on change. When God speaks, the, the reason why I'm here right now, because God speaks to me, and when he speaks to me, I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. In the middle of this message, if God was like, stop preaching this, I would stop right now. Well, you're going to be embarrassed and you're not done with this sermon. And what if they're like, I can't track with you. When the Lord calls an audible, I'm gone. Why? Because it is in the sensitivity that you keep your obedience. I have been in seasons of my life where I didn't change when God told me to. And I wound up embarrassed. I'll never forget, I used to work at Nissan Motor Acceptance Corporation right up the road off of 114 and Freeport. And uh, uh, this was 2003, yeah, 2003. I had been working there for two years and the Holy Spirit kept telling me, it's time for you to step into full-time ministry. And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, yeah, amen. That'll happen one day, um, but I don't have enough preaching engagements yet to support all of that, and I'm not gonna live in a car with Juliet in the name of the gospel. Like this is not happening, and so, amen. Right? So, 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 so I'm like, I'm like, when I start, when I beef up more engagements, then. I will, uh, uh, you know, make the transition because that's, that's responsible and that's practical. When, when the itinerary fills up, then I will make the transition and, and, and go into full-time ministry. But right now, I'm still the weekend warrior and I'm just weaning myself off of it. Uh, but the cloud lifted. Now, even though we haven't got to uh, point number three, uh, it, I think I'm supposed to get into point number three. So, so, so please write down point number three. The cloud lifts. The cloud lifts. So the cloud lifted. I wasn't ready for it to lift. I was still planning when the cloud lifted. But when the cloud lifted, the peace went with the lift. His presence went with the lift. And I was still there trying to figure out the plan. So um, I waited too long. And I remember being with my friend, and uh, uh, I had a friend who had a mutual friend. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't mutual. I had a friend who had a friend that I didn't know. That's the best way I can say it. So my best friend had a friend that I didn't know. And um, I don't know if you've ever been in that type of situation where your best friend has a friend. You don't know him. They know him. You meet him, and you're like, oh, I guess you are right. (laughs) Right? You're like, you'll never be best, but you can be rest, right? (laughs) So, so I meet this guy, and I'm, I'm telling him right now, hey, you know, I'm going through this season, and, and I'm praying through some stuff, but I feel like God's calling me into full-time ministry, but I'm not, uh, uh, you know, when I get the uh, itinerary filled out, that, that's when I'm going to make the jump. Now, my best friend, this is my best friend's friend. I don't know this person. I've never met him in my life. And we're, we're all three of us are talking, and I'm giving him the breakdown, and this dude says, this stranger, <laughs> says to me, um, God is offended with your faith. I don't know you like that. I don't, not sure you had permission to proceed. I don't, I don't know who gave you clearance to, this is my best friend. He's your friend. I don't know you. He goes, God, God's offended with your faith because you think that he's going to fill the itinerary before you obey the last thing he told you to do. Exactly, right? <laughs> my pride was so flared up that day, my nostrils were flaring, my ancestors were rising up in me. <laughs> Got some warriors in my DNA. And I was like, mm, OK. I hear you, Lord. I hear you. I heard the Lord through this stranger, did nothing about it. Three weeks later, maybe a month later, 6 AM in the morning, I pop out of bed. (gasps) Julia wakes up. (gasps) What happened? I said, they're going to fire me today. (laughs) Am I lying? True story, right? I said, they're going to fire me today. Was there any evidence to support me being fired that day? Nothing was going on, right? I am s- literally sitting there. I wake up in the morning. they going to fire me today. She was like, who going? I said, I'm about to get fired today. She said, why? I said, I don't know. So I go to work. 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> Put on my headset, <laughs> log in. I start answering every call in the queue that day. Boom, thank you for calling Nissan Motor Acceptance Corporation. Boom, thank you for calling Nissan. Boom! My quality assurance check was 100% that day. <laughs> and just like corporate America does, didn't nobody say nothing to me all morning. I hit my lunch break. They were like, hey guy. Go enjoy lunch. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. See you when you get back, Tim. <laughs> I came back from lunch. Log back in. Boom. Thank you for calling More Motor Receptor's corporate. Boom. Thank you for calling the Motor Receptor's corporate. 15. 15 minutes before my shift was over. Hey, um... They need to see you in HR? I was like, you think? I don't know what's going down. I called Juliet before I left that cubicle and I said, baby, it's about to go down. I was like, so I'm gonna need you to come pick me up because Nissan was letting me lease this car long as I work for them. I put all my stuff in a box before I even went downstairs. We got downstairs, we sat down and said, "Hey, Tim, uh, it's been brought to our attention. I said, "You don't have to finish the-, the story." And I said, "I don't know what you're about to say, but here's what I know. About five months ago, the Holy Spirit told me to leave, and I didn't. And this is the consequence. So you've done me a favor today, and I appreciate the time you've given me. I turned in my keys, I got up, and I walked out. They were like, what is wrong with him? But I knew it was over. Because the cloud lifted. And because I didn't want to pay attention to the signs, I had to feel the consequence of it. Now, when the cow lifts and you don't move, here's the only thing you need to do. <laughs> right? You ain't got to go, <laughs> I repent, i said so sorry. Cloud is five miles away. You better get some shoes on and get to. Where are you going? Catching up to the cloud. I, I'm late. The cloud lifted. And when the cloud lifted, it's time to go. I'm gonna say it again. When the cloud lifts, it's time to go. Scripture said the children of Israel sometime would set up camp, they'd be there for a year. They in a year you get settled. Ain't nothing temporary about a year. You, you get settled in, they got settled in, put up the, the tabernacle, the presence came down, they did it, and it was great. And then the cloud lifts, and it's like, oh, I guess it's time to go. Scripture said other days the cloud was, would, would, would lift, and then it would go settle in a day. So, so, so you can't fall in love with a season you have to fall in love with the God of the seasons. Because if you fall in love with a season, when the season changes, you will make an idol about where you've been. And you will begin to worship the old days. This is one of the reasons why I love my parents so much because my parents, front row, you see them? Front row, my daddy's gonna always have on a suit. And my mama is going to always be the flyest church mother ever made in life. You hear me? But here's what you need to know. They've been saved longer than I've been alive. God is moving in a different way. They're still following the cloud. They're not going, that's not the way he did it when I was growing up. They didn't fall in love with the method. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My mama has told me at certain times in the last six years I've been pastoring this church, I don't really like the worship at your church. (laughs) She has told me that. She said, But I have learned to endure what I cannot enjoy. That's what she said. But you can't tell. Cause certain weekends, my mama be like, dun, 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 (laughs) ow, right? She gets into it. Why? Because she's not made an idol out of the method. When the cloud moves, sometimes it lifts and takes you to a place that you didn't think you wanted to be. Hmm. Ooh, I feel this thing. The cloud lifts. The cloud lifts. I never wanna be in a season of my life that the cloud lifts and I say to God, I'm cool right here, but but, but I'm moving. And I need you to stay with me. This is fire. I love this though. This is so good that, I mean, you sure you don't wanna stay here? It's three miles away, you still talking. I don't understand what's wrong with here. What if nothing's wrong with there? What if he can't give you what's next until you move? The cloud lifts. And point number four, please write this down. The cloud settles. In the same way you have to be open to where it goes, you have to be open to the lift. You have to be open to God saying, seasons up. You have to be open to him saying, hey, there's a change of plans. I know we were going this way. Now we're going this way. In the same way, you got to be open to the lift. You have to be open to the settle. Where does he want me now? You, you, you ever you ever you ever seen where God wanted to take you and you were like, No. <laughs> I'm not talking about those moments where you're like, yeah, take me there, Lord. Amen. I want that job, and I want that check, and I want this life. Have you ever seen the clouds start to settle, and you're like, I, no, you're not. Come on. You're not, you not about to park right there. I know you're not about to park right there. You're about to park right there? you really about to park right there? Oh, I guess you're about to park right there. I'll never forget, uh, uh. We transitioned from Potter's House, and uh, our last day at Potter's House, we were there for, uh, that's where I met Juliet. That's where our babies were born. We were at Potter's House. I was there 13 and a half years. Juliet was there about almost 15 years. And um, uh, the cloud lifted. And so we had to follow the cloud. Oh, it was a heartbreaking season because we, we loved that church. We loved that environment. And we didn't know where we were going to go. Juliet and I were like, there, there, there's churches in the Metroplex we're never going to visit. We don't want to go to those churches. We want a small church. Give us." Give us the Goldilocks church. We was tired of mega church. We were like, give us a church, you know, maybe about, you know, 500 people. We'll sit in the back. And the Lord was like, y'all are foolish. I'm moving. And so after about after about three and a half months, uh, the the cloud moved to South Lake, and it started coming down. And we were like, no. We didn't want to go to Gateway. I was like, it's, it's, it's as big as the church we left. What are you doing? And Juliet, Juliet was like, I, no, I don't like to worship at Gateway. <laughs> we came from here, right? We, we needed a bridge and a hook. And you know what I'm saying? We needed a, we needed a something, an exhortation in there. And Juliet was like, I I don't like to worship there, babe. She was like, it's just too wordy. She was like, it's like a journal entry. That's not a song. That's like a, it's a paragraph. Where's the vamp? Where's the bridge? It's just all those words on the screen. The cloud was settling. And here I am from Inglewood, California, raised in predominantly black Pentecostal churches. And he's sending me to South Lake. <laughs> I am from the hood. And he is sending me to South Lake. <laughs> and the clouds settled there. And you know what we did? We got in that building, and the Holy Spirit's peace and his presence was with us there, like it was in the last season at the Potter's house. And we both concluded, no matter how we felt about it, we were in God's spot for our lives. And then after three years? The Lord said, Irving, and not just any part of Irving, Los Colinas Irving. And the cloud lifted and moved over here. So guess what we did? We came over here because we watched the signs. And you have to be the type of person that is open to the signs That God wants to give because He's always speaking, even when He's not using words. Scripture said that the cloud lifted and moved, and they moved at God's command. He never said a word, He signed a word. Watch the signs. Pay attention to what He's saying, even when he's not speaking, because he's trying to set you up to make room for what he wants to do. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? My hope and my prayer is that there is something in this message that got you to become curious about where you are right now. The season you're in right now. He's trying to make room for you. He is trying to make room in you. But you got to pay attention to the signs. What he wants to do and how he wants to do it You want to pay attention to the signs. You want to be covered in his peace and in his presence. You want to be aware of the changes that he makes. You want to be open to when he lifts to move. And you want to be obedient to where he chooses to settle you gotta watch the signs because he's trying to speak to us and take us to another level of relationship with him in the times that god doesn't use words He'll give you a sign that he's still with you, that you're not far, that you're not late, that you're not disconnected. He wants the relationship with you that is so close that every time he moves, you move. Where he goes, you go. Where he dwells, we dwell. So Holy Spirit, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we would be open to the signs that you want to give us for this season of our lives. I come against the enemy right now that would put fear into our hearts about the changes that you wanna make in our lives. Open up our hearts and open up our minds. We invite you in right now, Holy Spirit. And we say that you can lead and guide as you see fit. We will go wherever you tell us to go. We will do whatever you tell us to do. We will say whatever you tell us to say. We follow you. We are spirit-led believers. This is a spirit-led church. We follow you. We do not tell you where we're going. We follow you. God, thank you for the blessing of following your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Church. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Irving. If you'd like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text embassycity, all one word, to 77977. We pray you have a great week. Thanks for listening today.